0: In our newsmaker segment, we welcome Michael Coricelli, Republican candidate for magisterial district judge in District 52305. Good morning. Good morning, ma'am. How are you?
1: I'm fantastic.
0: You are uh, you've got a military background, don't you?
1: I do. I was an Air Force officer.
0: What uh, rank did you?
1: I uh, resigned my commission after 13 years as a major. Okay. So I made it.
0: Well, a... that's major.
1: Well, it was good for me. <laughs> But it was time to leave when I left.
0: And uh, what are you doing now? Are you, are you in law enforcement? Are you, you know, somehow affiliated to where this uh, position as a magisterial district judge would, would sort of work into what you do?
1: Yes, ma'am. So I spent 28 years as a federal law enforcement officer, and I retired last May. Uh May 30th I retired, May 31st I went back to work for Department of Justice as a contractor with a private company and I currently do civil fraud investigations.
0: Okay. All right, very so good. So I have a
1: criminal and a civil background.
0: Okay. Um why is it that you want to uh leave the world of government employment and uh become a magisterial district judge?
1: So, you know, in my 32 years of service to a country and a community, uh, I spent 28 of it as a federal agent. Most of it working in crimes against children. That was my expertise and specialty. But I've also worked financial crime, sex crimes, violent crime, narcotics. Uh, this position would give me a chance to use my experience, education, training, and expertise to continue serving the community. Uh, there's certain things that I bring to the table. Like I've testified at the magistrate's level all the way up till federal court. I've given depositions in civil hearings. I know what makes for a good judge, I make, know what makes for a not so good judge, and I have the skills, I believe, to be a very good judge based on the things I've learned, the things I've seen, the experiences I've had. So that's why I'm running.
0: When did you decide that that was you know, what you wanted to do, upon hearing that uh, Judge Garver was retiring?
1: So I've thought about the position for a number of years, I thought that would be a, an amazing job to have. Um, not as a retirement job, I'm not looking to retire even though I retired from federal service, I'm looking to still work a job that's rewarding, enriching, and that I can actually give back to my community. And when I found out that Judge Garver was retiring, I felt that, hey, this is a potential opportunity that is calling my name. So I decided to put in.
0: Well, um, as you know, I know you know, and, and as I have reported, uh, in Pennsylvania, the the magisterial district judges do not Uh, have to be attorneys and but they do have to take that state certification class have you done so
1: i have not uh i looked at the curriculum and i'm i'm prepared to take it and i'm actually going to schedule out to take it you know depending on how this election goes um but i'm not concerned about it at all i have a master's degree in forensic science uh i teach criminal justice at lebanon valley college for the last 13 years so i'm still involved in academics and you know i'm an avid reader i I will not have a problem with this course.
0: Can I, can I ask you a sidebar question? Of course, uh, did you follow the Alex Murdoch trial?
1: Uh, very little. Uh, what, get, what, what did you frustrated. think of the,
0: the forensics that, uh, that they employed to determine that he did it?
1: I thought they did a great job based on what I saw. The problem I have when I watch, and I try to watch very limited TV, especially shows like NCIS and things of that nature, a lot of times they get the forensics wrong. And they misguide the the public to thinking what we can do versus the reality.
0: Right. For example, well, that, we, that's we, been a huge problem. We
1: have a thing called the CSI effect. Right. Where exactly. people people that are in courts as jurors say, but I saw on CSI Miami or NCIS whatever show it is. You know, I saw that you could get DNA back in twenty four hours, and it's like, no, realistically, it takes about nine to you know twelve months. So I followed that to answer your original question. I followed a little bit of the Murdoch trial because it's still fascinating to me to see how they apply some of the techniques. The techniques are similar. The technology has improved greatly. So to me, it's fascinating. But um, matter of fact, I was at a police department this morning looking at a new piece of equipment. So <laughs> what is it? Uh, it was a fuming chamber. It's a self-contained cyanoacrylate fuming chamber. It's super glue fuming for fingerprints. But it's great because it doesn't require venting, and this department got a federal grant to get one. And I who, who got it? I can't say. Right oh, now. come on! I can't. You're killing me here. Well, I don't know if they want to publicize. it. Is it a local? It. Uh, it is.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, process of elimination, we might be able to figure that out. But well, regardless, there's only like
1: 72 I, local police well, departments Well, I know to that's true. From. I know, but
0: you know, yeah, I know.
1: I, I um, just out of respect to them, I don't know if they want to publicize. it. Right. Well,
0: let, we'll let them. We'll let them. Uh, you know do the, brag on it. yeah exactly i was exactly. excited
1: to see it though okay well i don't know
0: i i don't really understand what you just said but i I'll, I'll take your word for it it's cool
1: yeah uh, basically it <laughs> develops fingerprints with with um, super glue it's just a real neat technique we've oh. been using it for we've been using it for 25 30 years but what we used to do is take like a fish tank flip it upside down with a coffee cup warmer and that's how we'd do it now they have like self-contained with filters and uh, it's Phenomenal.
0: Oh, cool. Well, you know, it's interesting that you know you talk about this because certainly at the magisterial district judge level, um, you're going to really um, potentially um, get a first look at some of these criminal defendants that that are brought in, yep. uh, you know, to determine whether they should be uh, held on, without bail or with bail or whatever.
1: And that's and that's one of the reasons I think it's important that i'm running i I can't speak to my competitors they're all wonderful people and i won't speak to them what i'll say though is i've put a lot of bad people in prison in my career and i mean a lot you could google my name and you'll see what i've done some of the cases but i've also kept innocent people out of jail and i'm equally proud of that you know putting people that need to go is one thing but when people had false allegations i was able to sort through the evidence and figure out that hey they didn't do it I think that's what a good magistrate has the ability to do, is look at the evidence, look at the statute, does the evidence support or refute it, and a lot of times it doesn't require a law degree, what it requires is common sense. But also, experience plays a huge role, because if you go into it looking that, you know, if the cop comes in and presents, it must be right, that's wrong, that's not correct, people make mistakes. A good magistrate is able to review the evidence, look at the statute, and say, Yes, this worthy to go forward, or no, it's not there. Let's go. I've seen it. I've worked it. I understand that, and that's why I'm running.
0: Um, you, you make an excellent point. I mean, you know, it, and and I I'm delighted to hear you say that it's as equally important to keep people out yeah. that don't deserve to be put in, or or maybe the 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 law enforcement hasn't done enough. Uh, laid enough groundwork to to really bring somebody or hold them in jail until you know their their case comes forward. Um, that's that's a that's a real issue uh, for a lot of people. But but also at that MDJ level, you're going to be dealing with landlord issues and you know people right. that didn't pay their rent and or, or you know put a hole in the wall or did something like that or a neighbor that cut down a tree that they weren't supposed to cut down.
1: Well, and and the thing is, with those cases, it's sad that you need somebody to mediate. But you do need someone that's unbiased, that's willing to listen to both sides and make a realistic determination. I'm a big believer in people, everybody who enters the system, civil or criminal, should just be treated with dignity and respect. And then let the facts lay it out. Let the facts tell you where it is. But then you can still deal with people in a respectful manner. You might not like the outcome. But it's got to be done fair and just. That's the whole purpose of our system. And I think in a lot of times we've lost that. We've, we've gotten too biased based on, well, I don't like the way this person looks or I don't like the way they vote or their religion, whatever. That is all irrelevant. What's relevant is facts. Where do the facts lead us? And like I tell my criminal justice students, I teach a crime scene class right now. Like I could tell them, is you collect evidence to teach you something. Maybe it teaches you what your predisposed reason is, but you really shouldn't have a predisposed reason. Right. And if you do, you're doing a disservice. Cops do not exist to put people in jail. They, keep, they exist to protect the public and to enforce the law based on fact and evidence. And sometimes they get it wrong. And I'm obviously a pro-police guy, obviously, but I'm also a pro-truth. And that's what we need. We need magistrate, especially at that first level. We need somebody on the civil side and criminal side that can sort through. People lie. I've had victims lie. I've had suspects lie. I've had witnesses lie. You need to see where the facts are. I've got the experience—twenty-eight years of doing it. I've been through it a lot, and I want to give back on that. So,
0: you are running only as a Republican. Yes. Uh, you know, you didn't cross file as you would would have been allowed to. Why?
1: Um, So for me, I'm a conservative generally, although I, I think I'm a realistic conservative. I'm not, you know, hardline. I don't agree with everything. But for me, I'm a Republican. And for me to cross file, I thought was disgenuine. I don't think it's fair to claim to be something you're not in order to get votes. So for me personally, I wanted to be factual and tell people this is who I am. You know, you could look me up. You could go to my website, but we know websites can be faked, you know, and they can be falsified, whatever. You could Google me. You could see what cases I've been involved with. You could see what I've done in the community, you know, as a field hockey coach or an ice hockey coach or, you know, I teach children's martial arts. You could see all about me.
0: But but in doing so, Mm -hmm. you know... The you, you've you've certainly made a great case that the administration of justice has to be fair. It has to be impartial. It can't lean toward the police. Can't lean toward the defendants necessarily. Has to be fair and impartial in deciding to only uh you know put in papers as a Republican. Isn't that in effect a political statement you're making about this office that you want, which is supposed to be non political? Really, at the end of the day, so.
1: No, and I'll tell you why. And Because anybody could go to the county elections office and see how I voted for the last 18 years that I've been a resident of the Commonwealth. To me, if I had my way, people would not know what a judge's politics are. They shouldn't know what a judge's politics are because it really shouldn't play in. But because I had to make a decision, I felt for me the correct decision was to be truthful of what I am. And, you know, if if I lose votes in that that's the way it is but i'm not going to be disgenuine i'm not going to be uh false to who i am
0: you uh last night received the uh endorsement of the lebanon county republican party
1: i did yep uh,
0: it, was it a tense battle i mean there are four, there are um well three that yep. uh, that are only running as republicans uh
1: i wasn't in the room when they did the vote um I would say it was tense from my perspective because I never go in thinking I own it or I'm going to win it. The other three candidates are all good people, I've known them all. Um, One of the candidates and my son played lacrosse together, I know another one of the candidates who's a law enforcement officer, another candidate I know from professional dealings, they're good people. So I didn't believe I had it going in, but I sure was glad when it was over. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm I'm glad that I did win, Uh, I was told it was a unanimous vote, I don't know if that's accurate. Again, I wasn't in the room, but,
0: but you I got know it. that I
1: got it, All right, that's all I care about. <laughs>
0: Michael Coracelli, thank you very much. I really appreciate your conversation and, and some of the things that you had to say. Best of luck to
1: you. Thank you, ma'am. I appreciate the time.